Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Title VII must be restored to stop religious discrimination. We're going to be talking about a major case before the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council just filed an amicus brief at the U.S. Supreme Court in a religious discrimination employment case on behalf of a former postal carrier who was forced to quit his job at the U.S. Postal Service for not working on Sundays, which he considers to be a day of worship and rest. Therefore, you know, he was asking for accommodation, Holly, and mm -hmm. he got accommodation originally, but right. then when the Postal Service contracted with Amazon, Amazon requested, in fact, required that all the people work on Sundays to do the Sunday delivery. So they changed and said no more Sundays right. off. And he had no choice but to resign, and he then brought this Title VII claim under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits discrimination in the workplace on account of race, sex, and religion. So this case is a big case. So why is this one different than other cases on religious freedom? And the reason is, is because it goes back to an old Supreme Court decision uh, called uh, Trans World Airlines versus Hardison. And in that Supreme Court decision, the Supreme Court issued its own judicial interpretation that weakened Title VII. So, for example, it said that if an employee has a sincerely held religious belief, an employer has to consider that and undertake reasonable accommodations unless it's an undue hardship, and an undue hardship can mean a cost of a de minimis nature. So if you have to do something that is a cost to the employer, even though it's minimal, they use the word de minimis, de minimis meaning mm -hmm. very minor, the employer can come back and say, well, you know, we don't need to accommodate your belief. The problem here is that it is being treated differently than the rest of the categories in Title VII. Title VII does not treat religion differently than race or sex discrimination. But the courts, because of the anti-religious bias that we've seen in past decades of judges and, in this case, justices, they put a judicial gloss on this and they read into Title VII something that would allow employers to be able to essentially go scot-free when they wanted to discriminate on the basis of religion. You can imagine, for example, if someone said, well, I am bringing a race discrimination case or I'm bringing a discrimination case based upon sex. You've created a hostile work environment. And the employer says, well, we can't accommodate you because to do so, we'll have to spend a little bit of tiny amount of expenses, money. And therefore, I'm sorry, you lose, the employer wins. Uh, that would be outrageous. But that's, in fact, what's been happening under the idea of discrimination on the basis of a religion. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting case. You know, back in 2013, it was kind of unusual. You'd start seeing postal trucks driving around on Sundays. I'm like, 
you know, what's wrong with this picture? And of course, now it's a common occurrence because they've contracted with Amazon and these postal workers are working on Sunday to deliver our packages, right? So Gerald Groff, you know, asked for religious accommodation, which he first received. He even agreed to work extra shifts during the week to make up for that. He even transferred to another branch that did not deliver on Sundays at first and accepted a lower position to be able to abide by his faith. Then the post office changed its position and took away the religious accommodation and started scheduling him to work on Sundays. So of course, being forced to choose between his faith and his job, he had to resign. But you'd think the Postal Service, I mean, how could this really be such an undue burden? And um, you'd think that they could easily accommodate him. So I don't really understand why they were being so difficult to him for, you know, to, to begin with. Well, yeah, you go back to the beginning. He was a missionary overseas. He came back to the United States. He looked for a job where he would not have to work on Sundays. He found the U.S. Postal Service because back then mm -hmm. they didn't work on Sundays. Right. And then they changed. And then Amazon wanted to start contracting with the Postal Service. And Amazon said, you need to have your workers work on Sunday. So originally they said, yeah, no problem. You can have off on Sunday. Then they changed and said, no, you have to work on Sunday. They had been accommodated him uh, all this time. Mm -hmm. So... He had no choice because he was very adamant about not working on Sundays, so he, f he quit. He right. had to resign, and then he filed suit. The right. Postal Service still would not relent, and they took this case all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. But you know, it's interesting. The District Court and the Appeals Court both concluded that the re requested accommodation would pose an undue hardship on the U.S. Postal Service and granted summary judgment for the Postal Service. But it still, to me, does not make sense. How could this be an undue hardship that one employee cannot work on a Sunday? Well, you see this in, for example, the COVID shot situations. Uh, we've been able to secure the very first Title VII class action settlement in the entire country, and the only one in the entire country, where we settled for over $10.3 million against North Shore University Health System in Illinois on behalf of healthcare workers who were flat out denied any religious accommodation. There was no individualized assessment given at all. But there are a lot of these Title VII cases with regards to the COVID shots, including healthcare workers that have been filed by others and they've gone the wrong way. And why did they go the wrong way? Because when you look at, for example, the logic of it, it makes no sense. Before the COVID shots, before the mandates, the healthcare workers were allowed to um, have different kinds of accommodations. Mm -hmm. They operated, people came to work, uh, they did masking, they did if you had symptoms, for example, they did these other things. Not saying that masking worked. I'm just saying that right. they, they did that. Um, but they did social distancing. They did all kinds of things. But mainly, you know, if they had symptoms, they would stay home. Mm -hmm. And they were able to continue operation. Then the mandates came in. And then they changed and said, you need to get this COVID shot or you're terminated. Well, wait a minute. You just accommodated these same employees for months and months and months. Why can't you continue to accommodate a few of these employees or a smaller number that have religious objections? And you accommodate medical exemptions. That's right, and you accommodate medical exemptions. But some of the courts have gone the wrong way on that. Right. Why? Because of this previous U.S. Supreme Court case called Hardison. 
they would not do that to him if this was a race or sex discrimination case. But when it's religion, you seem like, it seems like maybe the Postal Service is afraid, like they're going to be endorsing his faith if they give him the accommodation. Yeah, so Title VII prohibits an employer from discriminating against an employee on the basis of race, uh, religion, uh, and sex. So it doesn't make a distinction between those two Mm -hmm. in terms of what the standard is or the burden of proof that the employer has to show. You can't discriminate on those categories unless an employer is able to show that it is unable to reasonably accommodate. In other words, the employer, whether it's a race or sex discrimination case, they have to see if they can reasonably accommodate that person so that the employment practice or the environment no longer discriminates on the basis of race or sex. They have to undertake reasonable accommodations to protect that employee with regards to that discrimination. Mm -hmm. Title VII says they have to do the same thing with regards to religion. But what happened is the Supreme Court in this Transworld Airline case versus Hardison some years ago, said, well, but if it's religion, the employer can actually satisfy that burden by showing that it may have to undertake de minimis uh, expenditures. Well, I think it's a good sign, though, Matt, because several of the justices have kind of given a hint that they agree they need to overturn this. For example, Justice Gorsuch noted in a previous case he said Title VII's right to religious exercise has become the, the odd man out. Hardison's mistake here is of the court's own making, and it's past time for the court to correct it. It is past time for this to end, and that's why we filed this amicus brief. You can read it at Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. Continue to pray for this case and learn more, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation.